the, the homeless situation in America is it is dire. The wealth gap is as great as it's ever been. Uh, but also Britain is, is now at the bottom of the league tables in terms of uh, uh, the wealth gap, as it were. Uh, I stepped over a few dozen homeless people in Good Street last night on my way home. Uh, but that's not just London. Uh, the, uh, the homeless people all over the country uh, can certainly talk about Plymouth and uh, other cities I've been to. Uh, it's visible, basically. Small towns, villages, hamlets. Uh, so we're seeing this explosion in homeless in, in America, too. And in Britain, I don't know about every other country, and I'm sure people will comment on this uh, in the comment sections. But this is, it's visibly noticeable in a lot of the cities, especially especially here on this side of the Atlantic. But I could say the San Francisco, it's an epidemic. Got my Los Angeles for Seattle. Forget about it. It's out of control. The the homeless situation. They can't afford to basically pay rents, uh, deal with all the bills and all the bells and whistles. It's just out of control. In a lot of places, not everybody can actually manage it. Uh, not everybody can manage it, and a lot of people find themselves as a result on the street, living in tents, living in sleeping bags. This is on the increase. I don't know about anybody else, but to me, it's exponentially uh, on the increase in the last couple of years. I've never, I've seen things I'd never seen before. Um, stepping over people that I wouldn't, didn't step over before, uh, or walk around, and you know. It's a beggar's uh, galore in a lot of major cities, um, in small towns, medium-sized cities. Yeah, just this week, uh, someone posted a picture on uh, social media of uh, a guy living in his tent. And you could see uh, from the partly open tent flap, his Deliveroo box. The uh, obvious conclusion being that this chap works for Deliveroo as a delivery driver, but still can't afford to uh, rent a flat, you know, uh, and the same applies in the US. The working homeless we have now, you know, it's not simply uh, unemployed homeless, but particularly the car dwellers in the States often got jobs, but uh, simply can't afford, simply can't afford to keep a roof over their heads other than a metal one, you know. So, yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's something fundamentally wrong at the heart of our economies. There's been, you know, the gap between rich and poor is every bit as extreme as it was in Victorian times. And it's now becoming increasingly visible. You know, that's the thing. It's, uh, it's starting to get played out on the streets. And uh, nobody seems to really have too many answers to it. You know, austerity is a self-fulfilling prophecy. As John Maynard Keynes that uh, first pointed out that, you know, a lot of economics is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, if you if you say we're going for austerity, then that's what you'll get. You know, if you say we're going for prosperity, then that's what you'll get. It's not that complicated, really. So, uh, yeah, the British economy needs a major redistribution of wealth as well as reflation. Uh, the American economy is basically a war economy. It's very, very badly crippled by the enormous amount of defense expenditure. It's been proven time and time again uh, by proper economic studies that defense expenditure spending on weapons yields very little in terms of the multiplier effect. That is in terms of money spent by government uh, cascading through different industries, uh, different suppliers and all the rest of it, so that more people are employed and therefore have more money to spend and so on and so forth. De you know, defence expenditure produces 
well, rather, I should say weapons expenditure produces very little outside of those companies that benefit immediately from government contracts, you know. Uh, and also, of course, just purely from a social cohesion point of view, it, it, you know, it doesn't do any good at all. I mean, you know, you look at the United States, countless billions spent on these new fighter planes, the F-35s that don't even fly properly because some somebody got their geometry wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, and uh, meanwhile, there are 60,000 homeless in L.A. alone. And uh, nobody could, re- I don't think anybody can look at that and say, that's as it should be, Patrick. It's out of control. It's out of control. The, the Los Angeles situation is unbelievable. Uh, they have a couple of uh, tent cities, uh, especially near downtown. And, uh, you know, gosh, they're cleaning up feces off the street. And there's a lot of vulnerable people as well that really, quite frankly, are, you know, shouldn't be out there. Pregnant women living in tents, all sorts of people with issues, problems. Uh, there's an opioid addict as well. There's criminal uh, people out there. People are getting robbed. And this is a bit like what you see in a refugee camp in uh, Lesbos in Greece. Uh, this, but the, but it's out on the street. Uh, it's not confined to a, a refugee camp uh, in Greece. No, this is on the streets of Los Angeles, the uh, so-called greatest country in the world, as, as it's been um, touted by many patriotic politicians. And you go to Seattle, Tacoma, you go to some of these other uh, cities. Um, Chicago has its share of problems in that department, but especially in more temperate climates, uh, the problem's a bit bigger because obviously you can live outdoors uh, it's become a bit of a problem. And yeah, I agree. There's not many answers to it other than the thing I hear time and time again is rents are too high. Rents are too high. In Britain, there's the council tax. Uh, that's renter's tax. Uh, plus, you have the rent itself just keeps going up and up and uh, seems to go up at a much higher weight, uh, rate than wages go up. Uh, so there's a bit of a problem. Gas and electric going up and up and up. Uh, so overheads going up, but uh, uh, living earnings not going up for a large uh, portion, the majority, in, in fact, of the population of these advanced uh, economic countries, first world countries, as they used to call them. So that's a bit of a problem. Well, it's, so, a, it's, who, a, perfect, yeah. it's a perfect storm, Patrick, if I can just jump in for one second. Uh, mental, let's not forget the mentally ill on the streets as well. Of course, Reagan in the United States and uh, Thatcher in Britain closed a lot of the asylums. You know, now, um, asylum means protection. Obviously, we know that word from political asylum. For the mentally ill, it meant protection from the harshness of being in society at large. Um, Yet, uh, both to save money and for sort of all sorts of bizarre and twisted ideological reasons, asylums were closed on both sides of the Atlantic. Uh, so, you know, caring the community actually turned into meaning basically doing absolutely nothing, you know. Uh, so a lot of very vulnerable people on the streets. Uh, and in terms of, uh, yeah, the, uh, the the economic situation, it, it's a perfect storm. We've had uh, labor unions uh, significantly and consistently weakened by governments on gain on both sides of the Atlantic, uh, meaning that uh, free collective bargaining and uh, the ability of workers to uh, improve their pay and conditions has been compromised. Um, yes, we saw the introduction of a, of a minimum wage, but not at a level that, uh, you know, that, that provides sufficient income for people to be able to rent uh, anywhere to live. 
Um, and uh, when you add, add it all up, it, it's a perfect storm. It's as simple as that. I mean, the other thing that it's, I think we mentioned this a couple of years ago is that uh, monetarist governments on both sides of the Atlantic took the view that stabilizing inflation was more important than uh, full employment and that a degree of unemployment was actually desirable because it enabled employers to keep wages low because people would be competing for jobs at low wages. If you had full employment, then workers are in a much stronger position to demand higher wages and a larger share of profits. Simple as that, really. And we're now seeing the toxic legacy of this played out over the last 25 years. Those are all important points uh, in looking at the uh, the economic situation. Uh, so, but the uh, answer is going to come from uh, the Democratic Party. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, certainly Bernie Sanders uh, is putting this out. This is his big message. Uh, it's an economic message promising, you know, basically erasing all student debt. I don't think that's practical. I don't think that's going to happen. But anyway, that's what they're saying. Everything's going to be free in terms of education, uh, higher education, university debt, and so forth. Uh, I, I think there's structural problems. I think that's a little bit utopian-minded uh, and quite frankly, a false promise that they're using to buy votes. Andrew Yang is also a Democratic candidate. He's a technocrat, and uh, he's attempting to buy votes uh, by promising uh, what he calls a, a dividend, which is basically free money or universal credit. He's just come up with a new term for it, calling it dividend. Everybody gets $1,000 uh, a month, and he thinks that's going to solve all the the problems, of course, there's, there's inflationary problems immediately with that because as soon as you introduce uh, governments with free money or, or loans or, or anything like that, that's student, student debt is a result of tuition hikes, which is a result of uh, easy-to-secure easy student loans. It's a vicious cycle. Everything just goes up. Debt goes up. Cost goes up. Tuition goes up. Profits go up. So that's government basically intervening in the marketplace there that's caused that problem. Uh, you can look at it that way. Certain universal credit or what Andrew Yang is proposing, uh, that's going to create, if, if every single American gets 1000 bucks or 1500 bucks or whatever he's trying to buy votes with, uh, that's going to create uh, inflationary situations in a lot of different areas. That's an uh, unexpected result of that. Yang's not talking about that because he's not an economist. He's a mathematician. Uh, he, he does equations, and uh, he's, a, he's a technologist, basically. So he's a technocrat. Uh, so he's not going to address any of those problems. So he, they're all trying to buy votes. Uh, basically, this is the Democrats' general strategy. They've all got different techniques to, to, to try to buy votes. Uh, and young people love the sound of this, and it's, it works. They're, they're gathering their tribes. Tulsi Gabbard has been basically... They've already basically shut her out uh, with the rigged polling, and so they've, they, they're trying to dispose of her. Uh, so I think they've been pretty successful doing that. She's going to continue to campaign, though. She might very well get back in there, but it's going to take a couple of months and a few more people to drop out for that to happen. We'll see how she does. But to Bernie Sanders, he's, he's going to get uh, done by the superdelegates again at the end of this. Uh, they're going to cheat him, and uh, he'll, get, he'll get railroaded again, and then he'll do what he always does, which is endorse the frontrunner. Uh, so what, if anyone's disappointed about what Bernie did or didn't do or what happened to Bernie, whatever, the tragedy of Bernie in 2016, if you're if you're still upset about that and those wounds are still fresh or, uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you it's going to happen again because the DNC is, has, has rigged the uh, superdelegate system once again. They've just tweaked it. 
in fact, to, to make it look like they're trying to fix the Bernie problem from 2016, and when in fact it's now designed to screw him once again. So I'm telling you, if you looked at it closely, that's what that's what they've done with their first and second round voting, and you have to. If, if, if there's no 50%, this is why they flooded the field. Nico House talked about this on a show a couple of weeks ago. He broke it all down back then, you know, a month ago. So we've already, we, we've covered that on the show already, but just to let people know it's happening again. Uh, so we'll see. Yeah.